the very nature of relationships, the very nature of life is that things are constantly changing. And if the lawn is greenest where you water it, you only have so much water. Welcome to the Marriage Family Business Podcast. My name's Mick. And my name's Claire. I'm a husband, father of two incredible young boys, a business system strategist, tech entrepreneur, and author of the best-selling book, Beyond the Marketing Funnel. I am a wife, mother to the same two incredible little boys, reluctant entrepreneur, and classically trained vocalist and music educator. Claire and I are founding owners of several businesses, including Rockstar, an internationally renowned online marketing and systems management firm based in good old Traverse City, Michigan. We created the Marriage Family Business Podcast to open up the conversation about how these three areas of our lives collide and to try and tackle the question, how the heck do you manage it all successfully? And of course, to help other entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial couples discover real life in the trenches advice for the common problems that being an entrepreneur with a family and spouse often entail. So sit back, preferably with your spouse or your partner, as Claire and I take you on this journey with us and share with you our wildest stories and most valuable learning experiences that you can't find on a Google search. Let's roll. On this episode of the Marriage Family Business Podcast, we really dig into the second component of MFB, which is family. You know, Claire and I talk a little bit about how we're raised, how we nurture our relationships, and we share some rather difficult stories with you about what matters to us and and what doesn't matter to us uh, within our side of our family. So stick around, check it out, and let's roll into it. So our families, our families have been huge parts of our individual lives. Uh, That's true for everybody, obviously. How you were raised has a huge impact on who you are as a human being. Um, So for my part, I was raised um, in a very traditional Southern Baptist family. My dad was the minister of music at several Southern Baptist churches. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. My my dad's dad actually started a Baptist association. Uh, He was a pastor for ever basically literally up until the day he died um he he was a pastor up and down eastern north carolina right yep yep eastern north carolina um anything into south carolina i don't think so i don't really know i my my grandfather was killed by a drunk driver when i was six um granddaddy's legacy looms large but unfortunately I i didn't know the man himself very well um my folks divorced Shortly after my grandfather died, uh, depending on which parent you talk to, depends on the reason, doesn't really matter for my story, the reason. Um, you know, air quotes, broken home, but that that's not even true. Um, I have a younger sister whom I adore. Uh, my mom remarried uh, a great guy. Um, he is today, I, I mean, a, a fantastic grandfather, you know, which is, he's, he's, he's a, a great guy. Um, my dad remarried uh, a lovely woman who had a child from a previous marriage, my stepbrother, he and I were very close when I was growing up. Um, but being raised in such a traditional Southern religious rooted lifestyle, uh, funnily enough, really does not lend itself to falling in love with a Midwestern reformed Ukrainian Catholic guy who's eight years older than me and is like reading the Tao at the time that you and I met. (laughs) 
Um, oh, that's good stuff. I mean, ooh. that's good stuff. You so, can't script that. Uh, no, you could, but nobody would believe you, right? It's true. Um, and so my background, I was born uh, 1976 in Southeast Michigan, right? Um, my uh, my folks are married and they're still married. My dad was an entrepreneur, um, started a company called Data National in, in the uh, in the uh, Detroit area. Um, and basically I lived there until I went to college and went to Michigan State University. Um, I've got two brothers. Um, I'm the oldest of three. Um, and it's funny, I I kind of look at my, my history as, I kind of look at this point in time at, wow, this is harder than I thought it was gonna be actually. Um, no, just, just telling the story about, about my family and my family upbringing. I had a good family upbringing. It was, it was very happy. Um, my dad was not around all that much. He was like, I think a lot of fathers out there and he worked himself to the bone. Um, and so I, I feel like on a lot of levels, I was raised by my mom. Um, and my dad was always around, but he just was just at the office late quite a bit. Um, and that's something that I've kind of struggled with a little bit, um, you know, certainly as I've got older and definitely as I've started having kids of my own. Right. Um, but yeah, then, you know, as I graduated from college, the entire family relocated from the Detroit area up to the Traverse city area, uh, which is Northern Michigan. It's like four hours North basically of Detroit. If you're, if you're familiar with the mitten at all. We now live in the pinky, as we've discussed in previous episodes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of my background from a family perspective. And, you know, both of us, again, were raised in traditional families, um, even though my parents divorced. They both remarried within three years, I think, of the divorce being finalized. Um, and and so we we both had mother and father in our houses. Uh, yes, I, I got a double dose, but that was fine. Um, each side of my family brought their own beautiful pieces and challenges, but we were both raised fairly traditionally. And so I think it took everybody except us by surprise when we got married in 2008 and we weren't immediately having kids. Um, yeah. And, and for like, I think it, it really, everybody's just surprised. I, I think everybody just really expected us to have kids right away. And they didn't understand why we didn't. Um, and that was a conscious decision that we made. Uh, for my part, I knew I, I wanted kids. Uh, well, I was pretty sure I wanted kids. You know, when, when you're younger, at least when I was younger, it, it felt kind of like a, a weight or a burden that, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying life. I'm enjoying my life. I'm enjoying living. I don't know that I want my um, routines and my freedoms stomped upon by small kids, especially because like truthfully other than my children and honestly now that we've got friends with kids my friends kids i don't really like small children i taught middle and high school for a reason i don't like little kids i adore mine i really adore my, my friends kids but as a rule no thank you so we knew at least for the first couple years we're not even going to have this conversation we want to know each other, spend time with each other, enjoy each other's company. Because again, we did have a fast relationship and courtship. There's no need to immediately jump into to having kids. Yeah. And and so from my perspective, so I I started 
uh, I effectively started a new business uh, while I was still in college, actually. And with your dad, with my father. And I just never had any intention of having kids. It was not on my radar. It wasn't something that I wanted. Um, I actually never, I just never thought that, that I would be here. And, uh, and yet here, here I am. And it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. Um, but it definitely was a struggle, I think, to get from point A to point B. And when, you know, I think, what was I, 37 years old when we got to the point where we were, I remember sitting in Asheville with you at, um, it wasn't the flying frog, but it but. was the, it used to be the flying frog that there was a little place, um, on the corner of battery park and what's that road? Biltmore? No, it's on mast. It wasn't, it wasn't Biltmore. Anyway, little, it, it was a corner cafe. Um, when we were getting married, it's where we had our rehearsal dinner and it's always been a really special place for us. It was called the flying frog, but it had changed ownership a couple times. And so we were sitting outside at this cafe and we had had, it had been a rough couple months in our marriage and we were looking at each other and, you know, I, I think it finally dawned on us that like, now's the time like we're we're either moving forward in in this particular part in our lives or we need to re-examine some things yeah like our marriage like our marriage like realistically and i think that a lot of it came down to family like were we were we going to have kids and and where are we going to live and where are we going to live that was a big part of it too because again as we said mick is in michigan mick's entire family is in michigan except for his middle brother who as of last year moved to las vegas Otherwise, everybody's in Michigan. Yeah. My entire family, except for one aunt and one cousin, live in North Carolina. And and folks, if you're not up to speed on your geography, those are, are not exactly uh, neighboring uh, neighboring correct. states. For all of you Canadians, um, <laughs> this is not how. <laughs> yeah, right. And, you know, and, and the, the fact of the matter is, is that both of us uh at that point in time by the time uh by the time i was 37 i don't even remember what year that was at this point it was 2013 that this conversation was happening i'm sorry i'm really bad with with years I know, and numbers and, and dates and but stuff I like specific, that i i distinctly remember that but by that point in time we were really we i think that we we both had uh very stabilized relationships with uh the rest of our family yeah um our extended family and we felt really good about that and we wanted to be around them we both wanted yes. to be around um everybody and so yes it it became this question of well what are we going to do where are we going to settle where are we going to put roots down and 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 are we actually going to have kids and are we going to do this whole thing and this will be a whole other podcast because um, I think it's a good story on on how we worked through those big haunting questions that have well, look, huge. Let, let's be honest. This is the uh, this is the the most pivotal, difficult time in our marriage. Yeah, and to date, to date, and we will absolutely dig into this in depth in a further in a future podcast. But suffice to say, we decided to have children. Yes. And we decided to and consciously and we made a conscious decision to have children um, and we made a conscious decision to relocate and put roots down into Traverse City. Yep. Michigan. Yep. And so the birth of our children, we talked uh, on the, the marriage episode about, you know, our wedding day was not the best day of our lives, but the birth of our children um, that 
was probably the most important day. Those were the two most important days, certainly in my life. Um, I had never understood just pure, raw love. This, this child could do anything, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, and I would still just love the absolute shit out of this kid. And, and sometimes they both test that, but it remains true. They, God, they're, they're just, they're amazing. They're amazing. And, and the, the pure love for, for my boys, it's, it's astounding and still astounds me. Yeah. Um, And I think that, I think that most parents uh, out there can completely appreciate and, and agree with that. And so um, or certainly, you know, empathize with that. And so we've got um, two two boys. Mm-hmm. Um, one's name is Avit. He's our oldest. Um, he will be four in October. Mm-hmm. And then the other's name is Escher. And he will be two in December. And they are they are spectacular. And they are so lucky because they have so many people, not just us, who love them and adore them. Because we have made the conscious decision not just to have kids and, and, and we consciously decide how we want to raise them. They go to a spectacular Montessori uh, school. Um, you know, we, the, the boys and I are very active in our church. Um, we surround them with their grandparents and their, um, their aunts and uncles as often as we can. And so it, it has been really important for us to make sure that we take the time out to nurture not just our relationship with the boys, but with our relationship with our with our families, with our parents, with our siblings. And for us, um, especially since we live in a place that's 16 hours from half of our family, um, I, I see many of my friends, my, my, my girlfriends, as my extended family. Um, I'm lucky enough to have friends of other generations as well. So I basically have extra surrogate grandparents uh, for, for the boys and surrogate parents for myself. And we we really try to take the time to nurture those relationships. Yeah, and we do that with time and travel. Yeah. Um, I mean, literally. And actually, we also put our money there, too. So yes. we have done a couple things. First off, we go to uh, Walt Disney World. Um, annually. Annually. Um, actually, it's it's more like... It's not quite annual. It's it's not twice a year. It's like almost like one point five times a year or something like. It's <laughs> but we have weird. a very structured way we do that. Oh my gosh! And so, so once structured. a year we take just us and the boys, Crazy. and once a year we take a big segment of of the family. In fact, very likely by the time you're hearing this episode, we will be in Walt Disney World with mixed parents and mixed youngest brother and his girlfriend. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll we'll see about the whole uh, <laughs> whatever they. At some point in time, they'll probably be. Uh, I hope she'll be a fiance by then. Yeah, we're um, we're, we're aiming, we're angling for the fiance <laughs> thing by exactly. then. So sorry, Jay. Anyway, um, anyway. Um, but no. So the thing is, is this for us? Like we've purposely put our money into. Um, so we're we're DVC members, which is yep. a Disney Vacation Club. And we've purposely bought like a lot of extra points because we like to be able to invite, uh, you know, a whole chunk of the family down with us to spend that time with us, to uh, spend that time with our kids. Um, And so actually this, yeah, this, this September, this is actually a point of massive personal um, pride is the wrong word. Accomplishment, Uh, I I think for you. Yeah. Maybe it's accomplishment. Um, 
you know, like literally 30 years ago, uh, we were at Disney World with my mom and my dad and uh, my grandma Joe and my grandpa John, uh, who are both no longer with us anymore. And it was great, man. It was so uh, it was so fulfilling. And I remember talking to my mom and and, you know, I'm just I'm just like a 12 year old kid or whatever. Right. And I was like, you know, someday, someday I'm going to take you guys here, you know, with, with my kids. And and I was really serious and I hung on to that for a really long time. And so, um, you know, I actually think by the time you hear this episode, we will actively be there. We we've got a three bedroom grand villa at uh, animal kingdom lodge overlooking the Savannah. Uh, we wanted to make sure that it was a place where we could hang out. You didn't have to go into the park if you didn't want to, but I promise you we're in the parks a ton. Um, and, and so that's important to us. The, the other thing that's important to us, again, because my entire family is 16 and a half hours away, is that Mick and I and our boys go down twice a year. Now, the boys and I are able to stay longer than, than Mick is. Mick goes back and, and, and keeps the shop under control. But the boys and I just came back from two and a half weeks in North Carolina. Uh, in July. And we go down between Christmas and New Year's and we're there for about a week and a half then. My mom is spectacular about coming up twice a year. And my stepdad comes up with her at least once of the, one of those times. Sure. In fact, my mom just left. She was up here for a week and a half um, in August. And it's great time that she and I get to spend together. And she and I take the time to be together. Uh, we were on Mackinac Island, which has become our place, funnily enough, mm -hmm. for two whole days. Just the two of us. And again, I, I, I love the boys, but it's important to nurture the, the other relationships as well. Um, and we do spend time specifically with the boys. Um, in fact, a couple, couple weeks ago, um, it was a Saturday and it was blazing hot up here, which is rare for us. And by blazing hot, like, let's be clear, this isn't Las Vegas temperatures, but it was in the 90s, low 90s. So I call low nineties. I call I look, it's like look in Vegas, it's a dry heat. It's a wet, humid heat here in, in northern Michigan. So like That's low nineties is not enjoyable. I'm just I'm just saying. And and we live a couple blocks from Grand Traverse Bay, uh West Grand Traverse Bay. And it was Saturday morning. We got up with the boys, and we have a very specific Saturday schedule. We got up with the boys. We walked down to one of our favorite breakfast places, then went to the farmer's market to pick out ingredients for dinner that night. Uh, went to one uh, the little grocery store on the top of the mountain that our, our oldest son loves. They have little carts that he can push around and he picks out his own block of cheese that he gets to eat for dinner that night. And we kind of wrapped up our errands and both of my boys love the sand and playing in the sand. And we decided to go to the beach. And so we packed a picnic lunch and grabbed towels and sunscreen and the whole nine yards, walked down a couple blocks to the beach and spent the next hour and a half having a picnic lunch and playing in the water. And And I looked at Mick after we came home and put the boys, uh, you got everybody rinsed off and put the boys down for nap. And I said, you know, when I imagined having my own family, today is what I imagined. I imagined, you know, the the simple running errands together and the simple because listen, when you go to the beach with children, you don't have your phones. <laughs> you don't no. have your laptop. You can do nothing but be there and be present with them. And to say that it was fulfilling, I think is is an understatement. I don't think there's a word for um the the emotion that I felt that day, being able to be there with Mick and being able to be there with the boys and being able to I, I'm 
desperately hoping that that is one of Avit's lasting memories. And on the other hand, I'm hoping that it isn't because I'm hoping that it becomes just his normal. Like, of course, on Saturdays, I spent the, the you know, the days with my parents and, yeah, and this type of things that we do. And it's important for us to and and it's important to note that Mick does not like to be wet or sandy. I can't stand being wet. And I really don't like the beach uh, at all. Um, I'm weird like that. I know I, but I love a good snowstorm. Um, I love and like, lightning storms and behaving inappropriately around those. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I like going out and hanging out in the dock in the middle of a lightning storm. True story, you know, but, uh, that's a whole different podcast. Calculated sure. risks. Yeah. Um, but so it, it is, it is important to us that even though Mick hates being wet and Sandy, I think you would agree that Avit's reaction, Usher's reaction that day makes it, makes it okay to be wet and Sandy. It's, on occasion. On occasion. You know, I, I, yeah, it's all good, man. You know, the other thing that, that we're careful with is um, be, because friendships are, are part of our family, that we make time for those as well. We alluded in, last, uh, in the last episode that Mick tries to hang out with at least one of his guy friends weekly. Um, and he does that often in the curling club. And I try to make room for my girlfriends. In fact, for my birthday, um, for all a bunch of our birthdays, because several of us have birthdays kind of clustered together, we went out, hit a couple bars, and then literally spent the night at one of our friends' houses. And, you know, are you turning 34 or 14? Yeah, you know what? No judgment, man. We had a great time. That's the exact type of birthday I was looking for. Um, because, again, nurturing friendships is is the same as as nurturing our, our family for us. Yeah, it's all about, honestly, it's it's all about where you water your lawn, right? Like, yeah. that's where it's going to be green. I mean, realistically, it, and I've also found that, like, my part of my family, um, you know, when I talk about, when we talk about friends, right, like, it's not, they're not really just local friends. Now, for me, and this can kind of gets into what I do for a living and and what my world looks like, and it's an, it's an odd world, um, but, like, I can tell you that. I've got some of my closest friends actually live in different countries. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, literally, probably, actually not probably, my my best friend in the world actually uh, is a uh, a woman in her fifties that lives in Calgary. Yep. Um, and she, she's like a sister to me. In yep. fact, she somehow seems like my little sister. It's it's <laughs> it's the weirdest thing in the world. But but I love me some Shauna. Twelve years older, but little sister nonetheless. Yeah, I mean it's so and so. The the point is is that the reason why I even bring it up is because it still comes back to a decision mm -hmm. to create and make time um, to to invest uh, and deposit, de you know, basically deposit effort into those banks, into yes. those bank accounts, and yeah. so like. With her, you know, I, I, you know, I hop on the phone and we chat, you know, just even for five minutes, mm -hmm. you know, pretty much whenever. And that's yep. fine. Yep. You know, and and it's interesting because the different relationships have different effects on us as human mm. beings, um, on our marriage, uh, on our yeah. business within the other family relationships. I mean, we have we endeavor and we've said this before to stay true and honest and be ourselves as, as much as we can. Um, but, you know, the the old jokes about and, and what you see in popular culture with families and friends is, you know, try to keep it surface and try to, you know, to, to you know, we're, we're not going to talk about religion or politics at, the, at Thanksgiving. And and thank you for that, by the way. I, that those, those aren't appropriate conversations. Totally. But um, it's important to be able to be honest with, within these other relationships. And... 
sometimes that doesn't work out so well. Um, sometimes being your most true and authentic self um, can be damaging to other people and um, or can be perceived as being damaging to other people. And then you have to make adjustments and maybe those relationships become more surface and become less become less in, in the forefront. Um, and it's a difficult decision to make, but we've talked about our parents and our siblings and our children and our friends. And oh, by the way, we also take time for ourselves. And oh, by the way, we run several businesses, which we'll talk about on other podcasts. But as an example, okay. So this is, this is a, a, a specifically painful example for me, actually. Um, you know, I've, I've got a, a, a friend, uh, here and, uh, locally in Traverse city. And, um, you know, we had been like boys, you know, we had been boys for shoot 20 years, mm -hmm. almost something like that. And, you know, one day we went down to one evening, we went down to, um, a, a bar, um, it was actually rare bird. And he gave me a lift home and we got into our backyard and, you know, he was kind of ranting and raving at me and telling me how, um, uh, unpredictable, uh, and unreliable uh, I had become and my wife had become. And this is, this is an individual that we had spent quite a bit of time with, uh, like quite a bit of time with. Pre-kids, pre more, more pre -kids, than post-kids. Definitely yeah. pre-kids. And, and effectively, he let me know that he felt that um, we shouldn't be friends anymore or we probably shouldn't be friends anymore. Maybe we shouldn't be friends anymore uh, because uh, we were just too unreliable and we, you know, we weren't able to stick to plans. Well, you know, the, the component that um, I feel like he left out is that, well, why was that? Well, that was because we had a a one-year-old at the time. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you know, our one-year-old um, just naturally became more of a priority than basically anything else at all. And that was that. And I, I feel like he had a really hard time understanding that. And quite frankly, I feel like that particular conversation really, um, you know, we tried to move past it, but I don't think we ever did. And, and, and because of that, um, the priorities for, for, for each other are different. Um, our life experiences are now different. Doesn't mean that we don't like that person, that we don't see that person, but the relationship has had to shift because the very nature of relationships, the very nature of life is that things are constantly changing. And if the lawn is greenest where you water it, you only have so much water. Um, yeah. And, and if all of a sudden what you're growing are thorns, um, you're probably better not watering. Yeah. You're probably better not watering. And is that, is that harsh? Well, maybe a little, um, I would, I would refer to it. I would think of it more as editing. Yes. Um, yes. We've not cut this person out of our life, you know, and, and I've got some examples as well. I mean, you know, I've, I've got a, a difficult relationship with my dad. He's not cut out of my life by any stretch of the imagination. When I'm in North Carolina, I still make a point to, to see him and visit him with the boys at least once a trip. But it is an edited relationship. It is not the relationship that he and I had when I was in high school and in college. Sure. It doesn't make it bad. It doesn't make it wrong, but it does make it different. And I think it is important 
not only to nurture the relationships, but to also acknowledge when some relationships need to be edited to make sure that other relationships stay strong and healthy. And as we've discussed in previous podcasts, our most important relationship is with ourselves and with each other. And then with our our boys, our children, they are absolutely basically one C. Um, and and those have to be the the building blocks. And that includes business relationships too, by the way. If a business relationship is is causing the other relationships to um, crumble, that relationship has to be rejigged. Um, kind of kind of in closing here, because um, I know we need to wrap up. I think one of the things, um, and and we'll talk more about business relationships, but but we've had struggles making sure that um, business does actually come third. I, I think I think you heard the slip <laughs> in in the previous episode, um, and and oh. so that that is that is something that we have been actively working on. That business does actually come third, marriage first, family second, business third. But I think that really hit Mick a couple months ago. Um, I w- had him on Facetime as we were putting our three and a half year old to bed. Yeah. And he made the comment that, you know, mommy was going to sleep here and he was going to sleep here and Esher was going to sleep here. And daddy, you can go to sleep at the office because that's your home. Yeah, that I mean, just like a hot blade slicing through flesh. I mean, that. But a lesson was learned. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, a lesson was learned. And and honestly, thank God, a couple other things happened shortly thereafter. Um, and adjustments, adjustments were made. And adjustments were made. And uh, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, prioritizing the good relationships and editing the the less good relationships. And so, you know, in closing, I I, I know we can't be the only ones who who have to reexamine and have to prioritize relationships. And so we'd love to hear um, how you guys choose to nurture your relationships and how you've chosen to edit relationships that need it. Or do you edit? Yeah. Or, or have you? Have, have, you uh, have you realized that in your life, that's an option, that you can actually have an edited relationship with people? Um, or, or, ha- yeah, or have you actually started, started those, uh, editing those relationships? Or in your life, maybe do you feel that there are some relationships that simply can't be edited? And, and if so, why? I'd, like, I'd love to yeah. know that. I totally would love to know where yeah. you're coming from on that. Absolutely. So, yeah, so give us a shout. Tell us your stories. We'll see you next time. Thanks for spending time with us today here on the Marriage Family Business Podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, then there are just two things we would love for you to do. Number one, leave a rating and a review for us on iTunes. It really helps us know what kind of content we need to produce for you. And secondly, head on over to marriagefamilybusinesspodcast.com and subscribe for free to get all the resources shared in every episode emailed directly to you. That way you don't have to go searching for anything discussed on any episode. It'll just be in your inbox. We'll catch you on the next episode of the MFB podcast.